Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm so happy to talk to you. I just sent your LinkedIn profile to my sister. She's founder of a company called uh, Fuel50, which is a career engagement platform. And she is just going to love what you've done with Own Trail. But before I digress, and you know I'm going to be asking <laughs> you questions about trapezes and giraffes, I really should introduce you. Rebecca Bastien is an entrepreneur. She's an award-winning writer, artist, tech executive, mentor, wife, mother, and aerial acrobat, which is where the trapeze is going to come in. And she's the CEO and co-founder of Own Trail, which I have been having so much fun exploring this morning. Rebecca, welcome. Thank you so much for making time. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. Would you tell us, oh, please tell us about Own Trail. I met you at the F-Bomb Breakfast Club annual retreat in all hail F-Bomb Breakfast Club. You will be missed. And you were you had a... Yeah. Uh, you, you, yeah. We should take a minute of silence, actually. But during that conference, you were explaining about Own Trail. Would you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Own Trail is the platform for women to visualize and navigate our paths. And... Um, it is the, at the core of it is trails. That's probably what you were looking at this morning. It's women sharing our authentic journeys across our personal and professional lives in a way that you really don't see on um, you know, LinkedIn or social media, which to compartmentalize and show only the really picture perfect end results. And on Own Trail, it's it's um, really showing the the journey to get there and what those you know the ups and the downs and also where we've been, but also where we aspire to go. And so, um, you know, on top of that, that layer of authenticity is a really vibrant community of women supporting each other. And it, it's so much fun to do. If you go to owntrail.com, it's really intuitive. You can sign it and start your own trail in minutes. I've already had fun with mine. There's a little airplane showing up. And uh, to go along with this amazing site, you also wrote a book uh, Blaze Your On Trail. It will be available on my website because I have a page dedicated to my podcast guest books. And it's called Blaze Your Own Trail, an interactive guide to navigating life with confidence, solidarity, and compassion. And it's a bit like Choose Your Own Adventure. When I was a kid, I used to love the Choose Your Own Adventure books. And this seems like it's got 19 possible outcomes as women plot their trails. Um, yep, there's there's 19 endings. It is that choose your own adventure style where at the end of each chapter you make a decision and that tells you where to go next. And um, it's exploring the different decisions and pathways that women take through our personal and professional lives. And the book is actually what led to starting Own Trail. So I wrote the book first while I was still an executive at Zillow and then ended up um, it kind of took on a life of its own as I was working on a book launch platform. And so I ended up leaving a job that I love to go build out this company because of it. I'm on Rebecca's own trail on owntrail.com. Forgive me for jumping around. I'm just so excited and I have so many questions, but I'm back on own trail. You can see Rebecca's personal trail and the trail is made up of these fantastic icons. And for those of us that are very visual, it's not only very uh, self-explanatory, but it's a ton of fun. And I'm seeing light bulbs and hearts and money and paw prints and broken hearts and what looks like, I thought, uh, a baby bottle and a, a construction sign and wedding rings. Would you, would you, one of your own uh, parts of your trail was how did you get from Zillow to own trail to, to moving into this direction? 
Yeah, I mean, I there was definitely overlap. I started working on Own Trail while I was still at Zillow with transparency that I was doing so. But you know, from from when I from from when I gave my notice till when I left was about four and a half months. So there was some definite overlap there. Um, but yeah, like I said, the book is what led me to um, to start Own Trail. You know, the the goal for writing the book was really to help women embrace the fact that there is no one right path through life. You know, I've spent years talking with with different women who feel like they're supposed to know where they're going and how they're going to get there and hoping that we don't get it wrong. You know, it's, it, it's this kind of feeling of anxiety and stress around thinking there's supposed to be this right path. And, um, and it's not surprising. You know, I think society really tells us in a lot of ways that there's, there's certain milestones we're supposed to check off and a certain order we're supposed to do them in. And, um, that's really not how it usually goes down. Right. So that's what inspired me to write the book. And then as I, after I signed with my publisher and, um, was playing around with what I thought would be a really cool book launch platform. That's when the idea for Own Trail really started to take form. And I met my co-founder Katie around that time, and um, and our VP of Engineering Carolyn joined, and the three of us just ended up quitting jobs we loved in order to build this out. So it was very much a running towards something kind of a decision, you know. Isn't it incredible when you meet other women and they inspire you, and you inspire them, and you can create something great. I love it. Yes. And I mean, it's been happening, um, you know, exponentially more ever since I started this too. I've met the most incredible women through the own trail community. It's really cool. Yeah. I started the podcast as a way of connecting with other women and it's been an honor and a privilege. Every woman guest has just blown my mind and I love connecting them. Uh, when, of course, when I think of Zillow, uh, I'm from New Zealand, and New Zealand, our version is homes.co.nz, and I bet there is a ton of people who do what I do, which is jump on Zillow all the time just to check and see if their house price has gone up in value. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> and, and on a personal level, it's been uh, it's a lot of fun because we, we bought a fixer-upper, and I'm able to go back on Zillow and see, oh, so that's what the house used to look like. Anyway, complete another segue, but the reason I buy <laughs> Brought up real estate was that one of the things you can do with own trail is you can you can record your aspirations whether it's a home or a relationship or a career or education or connecting you can you can not only record what your aspirations might be which might be to own real estate in seattle but you can also ask for help through the own trail platform would you explain about uh the help icons which i thought were fabulous yeah, it's actually one of our, it's a newer feature that we launched a couple of months ago and it's really taken off. So, um, you know, as women are sharing, you know, things that they're navigating in their lives or things that they're working towards as aspirations, like you mentioned, um, we can ask for help on those specific milestones. So like, for example, say I was, I was looking for, uh, you know, looking to pivot my career into a new space. I could say I would like help from other women who have made a similar pivot to hear what your experience is like, or I'd like help connecting to hiring managers that might be able to to hire me into this new space, right? Or like maybe I'm navigating um, a, a complex relationship issue right now and I might want help with like resources that could help me figure out what to do or people that have been there, you know? So I'm um, asking for help on our milestones and then the community rallies around and gives that help. And it's really powerful to see. I think, you know, oftentimes as, you know, as women in particular, sometimes it can feel scary or, or overly vulnerable to ask for help. And we often don't, you know, we're often the ones doing a lot, but we don't always ask for the help ourselves. And so this is a really, um, clear way to tie that help to what we're navigating in our lives and get it from a really supportive community. 
and I can't believe it, but this this incredible community. I, I was able to create uh, my own trail immediately with simply you know putting in a login, but for only ten dollars a month, I, I can be part of a community of other women who are blazing their own trail trails. I mean, that's got to be one of the most affordable uh, support communities I, uh, I, I know of. Well, it's actually more affordable than that because it's free. Um, <laughs> But the $10 a month is for the Trail Guides program. So so sharing your trail, asking for help and getting help, connecting with other women is all free. And then for those that want to pay the $10 a month for our Trail Guides network, that's a network of women that are coming together for synchronous conversations around really reflecting on lives and um, and navigating where they're going next together. So there's um, it's both affordable for those that want to really level up that experience and then um, free for, for everyone, because one of our goals is really making this accessible to everyone. That really is an, an incredible gift. I notice you're also a aerial acrobat, which is fantastic. I stumbled across Emerald City Trapeze when I was down uh, in, the, in downtown Seattle a while yeah. back. How, tell me more, my circus friend. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I've been aerial acrobatics for about 13 years now and um it was something that i just started doing no gymnastic or aerial or really dance experience before that but um i just i think i had been seeking a creative outlet and found this and just fell in love with it um it's a really incredible community that i've met through it and just an incredible creative and physical outlet so um yeah i've gone through some phases of a lot of performing and then obviously a pandemic right now where I haven't been <laughs> performing, but it's, um, but, you know, I think that the, the creative outlet and the community aspect of it are something that are just um, very sustaining to me. And it's really fun. So what, what do you do within the aerial acrobatic world? Are we talking trapeze? Are we talking silks? Silks, mostly silks for me. Um, the past, I guess, eight years or so I've been doing more doubles, um, Ariel, so my partner Kim, and then before that I had a partner Carrie who moved away. But um, it's a whole different. It's like a collaborative creative experience when you're working with someone else, which is really fun. So Kim and I have done silks and sling, and um, Carrie and I did some some lira, which is the hoop. So yeah, I've I've explored all over with with that. Part of what really appeals to me about the circus and and uh, aerial acrobats in general is the costumes. I'll do anything to get into spandex and lycra and sequins. <laughs> I am with you. I love a good costume. I have, I was actually looking, my, my kid was asking me for a Santa hat last night, which I haven't found, but I did manage to unearth like how many boxes of costumes we have, which is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it's speaking, fun. Speaking of costumes, what was this about a sexy giraffe? Armoire helped you become a sexy giraffe. <laughs> when you said giraffe in the beginning, I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, um, that was just a little joke I was making at Halloween because um, I have this huge fleece giraffe onesie. That's the least sexy thing ever. But you know how, you know, that trend of women dressing up as like sexy animals or, <laughs> or a little headpiece. So I just, I just put a, a beautiful little gold dress from armoire on top of my giraffe onesie and called it a sexy giraffe. <laughs> You're taking furries in a whole new dimension. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Shout out to Armoire. The dress was from Armoire Clothing Rental, which was started in Seattle. Please do Google them or search engine of choice. Forgive me. It's a great way to 
be a conscious consumer, to have beautiful items in your wardrobe and to have variety for those of us that, that love variety in our wardrobe because the perfect wardrobe is always evolving. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with Omar. Um, Bika, the founder, is amazing. And, um, you know, I started using them before the pandemic, you know, obviously when I was going to the office and looking nice, but I've actually really enjoyed just having like kind of luxurious lounging clothes <laughs> during the work from home time as well. So, um, yeah, definitely a fan. Absolutely. One of the things I'm circling back are because this is just so much fun. I've been so much looking forward to this talk. But one of the reasons I believe you started Own Trail, and that's owntrail.com, was something you wrote on your website which really resonated women. It was really, I'm tripping over myself here, really resonated with me. Nothing like enunciation. Uh, <laughs> women have often been made to play and feel small so that Own Trail exists for you to take up space. Why did you write this? How, where, how did this come into being for you? What what prompted this particular statement? Um, well, in full credit, where credit's due, my, my co-founder Katie wrote that statement most recently, but <laughs> she's an amazing writer as well. Um, but, you know, I think that we, we think a lot about taking up space because there's all these boxes we've been asked to, to kind of neatly place ourselves into um, and separate out the aspects of our lives and fit in in the way that, you know, society or the, you know, the, the systems around us want us to. And I think a big part of sharing your trail authentically on your own terms is about taking up the space in the, in the form that fits you, not that someone else is asking you to fit into. And so, um, you know, when we look at how women are sharing on own trail and how they're connecting and the relationships being formed there, it's all really about, doing it on your own terms and and taking up that space in a way that you need to. So um, I stand behind that message, even though Katie's the one that wrote that latest copy. <laughs> thank you, Katie. And it was it was a big question to ask. So so thank you for handing that so deftly. One of the things I love about Own Trail is I can find women who look like me in the places that I aspire to be. And by, for example, looking at Rebecca's own trail, it's just so user-friendly. I can hover over any one of her little icons, which are incredibly cute, and I see an explanation about that particular icon. And I can tell at a glance women that have been where I've been and that are going where I want to be. Uh, your own personal, your own trail tells so much about you with just a few icons and it's such an immediate way for me to connect and you've been really open and vulnerable and beautiful in your own trail for example if, if you don't mind me saying but you went through a skull surgery with a baby I mean that's huge oh it's awful yeah, the baby went through the skull surgery but yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> it, let's it was, reframe that English it was possibly more possible. terrible for me I think well I don't know that's a ridiculous thing to say but um he's definitely not traumatized by it and I still am <laughs> So, yeah, it was her. He had my my firstborn, Knox, had a condition called metopic craniosynostosis that he had to have his skull reshaped for, and it was an eight hour surgery, and it was really scary. Those things really put things into perspective for you, you know. I can't imagine how terrifying that might have been. Uh, and the other thing that also gave me a, a lot of joy when I was looking at Own Trail was something that you that is a quote actually from uh, your book. Basically, you have uh, have had a lot of fabulous crooked parts, magnificent screw ups, and shopping successes. And for those of us who do not feel we've had a, I don't know if the right word for it is linear. Like my career has never been in a straight line. I have bounced around like a pinball machine. 
So to see that there are other women that have uh, had a, a very fluid and creative and exploratory career, it's a joy. Yeah, and I honestly think it's more common than it than we might perceive. You know, like um, when you're looking back, connecting the dots on your career and telling it in a way that fits into a resume or LinkedIn, it can it can appear to be very linear, but it just it never really feels that way in the moment. Very very few people have felt like they were on a linear path. You know, and can. Um, I think it opens up so many possibilities, but it also makes people feel less alone when they are experiencing those bumps in the road or the, the windiness of our paths. And, you know, it's it's not a great feeling like you're the only one who's winding around while everyone's going in a straight line, you know, it's just not. No, it, it really is. And we often compare when, and as you say, when somebody's writing a resume or a CV or the LinkedIn profile, it's curated. And you don't really see what went on behind the scenes. And it's behind, it's what happens behind the scenes that that I really respond to. It's the authenticity of knowing, guess what, you know, uh, we, we've all had our various own emo- emotional roller coasters uh, and we've all had, uh, we've all had our own struggles. I love that one of your uh, opportunities in own trail is you can talk about mental and emotional health, you know, past, present and aspirational. Yeah, and it's actually one of the most um, common milestones that get shared too. It's you know, it impacts near nearly everyone. Circling around to uh, something we both believe in, uh, circling back to we were talking about how Amar is a great way to Amar is a great way to be a conscious consumer while getting fantastic clothes. But I believe uh, you also <laughs> with me, you also are with me on conscious consumerism. I will talk to clients about prioritizing their money in alignment with their values. And I think I saw a post from you about spend it like it matters. What did you mean by that? Oh, spend like it matters. That's an, well, that's actually the Intentionalist, which is a company that my friend Laura Kleiss founded. And um, are you familiar with them? They're, they're fantastic. They're, they're about sharing this, the diverse owned small businesses stories behind their founders and um, helping people spend in intentionalist.com spend it like it matters that's a fantastic we'll make sure that link is in the show notes great yeah I would love oh oh by the way I also want to give a shout out do you still have those trailblazer tees speaking of spending it like it matters I've seen a great <laughs> photo of women wearing trailblazer tees is this a merchandise opportunity <laughs> Those those were one offs when we launched, but we're actually about to launch um, some some new merch with really cool designs. So, um, we'll share that definitely in the Own Trail newsletter and on all of our platforms when that comes out, probably in the next um, month or so. Mm, make sure you sign up for Own Trail's newsletter. You don't want to miss out on being a trailblazer. I noticed in your bio, it is a really good newsletter, Mike. Oh, sorry. I was just going to give a plug. Um, Katie, my wonderful, my wonderful writing co-founder, also writes um, the newsletters, and they're really great. And when you create a trail and own trail, you're signed up for them. So definitely follow along there. Yay for Katie. Good writing is an incredible ability and quite rare. So I must interview that woman. In your bio, you talk yes, about 
Yeah, I will. I will. The more women, the merrier. And also, women will never say sorry. I, I, I think women should eradicate eradicate the word sorry. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's polite, right? We automatically say it, but um, let, let's all eradicate that word from our vocabulary entirely. Uh, in your bio, you talk about authentic. I hadn't heard that term before. What does it mean? Well, you haven't heard it because I made it up. So <laughs> you're you're not too far behind. <laughs> It's actually, but it's because it's become a term, <laughs> you know, when, when something, when there's not a word for the thing that you want to be talking about, then you create a word, right? <laughs> um, authentic is a word that I coined that describes um, the type of company that own trail is. And as it turns out, a lot of um, startups are, which is where we have the, this um, kind of the network effects in the community. A more traditional um, social media, but we also see ourselves as really being the antithesis to social media. So we don't, you know, this is something that came up when I was finding where, you know, a lot of investors ask you to kind of essentially check a box for what type of company you are. And the closest box for us was social media. But I felt really kind of icky checking that because that's really not what we're trying. There's so many toxic dynamics there that we're, that we're trying to lift. And so, um, I started talking about the idea of authentic, really these like people-centered, community-focused companies that are also incredibly values-driven. And um, I, as I was talking about it, and then I wrote a Forbes article about it because I have a Forbes byline and just was talking about it more and all these different founders raising their hands and saying like, yes, that's exactly what we're building and we didn't have a word for it. So kind of just organically from that, there's a community of now about 150 founders that have joined together identifying as building authentic platforms. And we support each other in, um, in the journey and share notes and, and, um, and work with each other and collaborate. So it's been a really cool little mini movement that's, that's been arising just this year. Rebecca, the founder of the term authentic, and I'm seeing a new opportunity <laughs> I mean, to have access to those 150 founders and to find out what they're doing and be part of that community or even just, just get a glimpse into what they're doing, I think you're going to have to create another platform, my friend. <laughs> you never know, never say never, right? <laughs> kind of, that's my MO is just kind of follow things as, as they come up and see what happens. <laughs> well, I mean, that might be part of your trail. You might need to add some more icons. I noticed yeah, exactly. I've noticed this year you've become an angel investor. Not only must that must be, I'm assuming, really rewarding, but so much fun. Would you tell me about that? Um, yeah, I mean, so I've I've thought for a while that I would, you know, once we have a liquidity event with Ontrail that I'd like to start investing in other founders that have been underestimated but are doing incredible work. And um, and then as I started pulling together this kind of authentic idea. I realized that, well, my investment thesis would very much be investing in authentic companies because that's really what I understand and believe in. Um, and then I realized that it doesn't have to happen in, in series. It could happen in parallel. Like I could start now writing some small angel checks um, while I'm still, you know, building and operating own trail and get some of that experience and help in the ways that I can so that, you know, in the future, maybe that will become more of a, um, a bigger part of my investment strategy and my life. So I've been doing that and it's been really cool. Well, I look forward to finding out how I can help you make, uh, if, if I can do anything to make own trail more profitable so that you can help other women founders who are in authentic. That is a value-driven mission indeed. Thank you so much. 
Oh, a quick segue. Rebecca's written for Forbes. So also pop in Forbes in your search engine along with Rebecca Bastian, and that's R-E-B-E-K-A-H, B-A-S-T-I-A-N. And she is a contributor uh, to Forbes. And there's some great articles in there that you will very much enjoy reading uh, about diversity, equity, inclusion. Oh, this is something I wanted to ask you. The potential of NFTs. This is also another word I've never heard of, and I know it relates to your embroidery, but what is an NFT? Um, it relates very loosely to my embroidery, but NFTs are non-fungible tokens, and they are a, new, a newly popular incarnation of... Um, the way that the blockchain is being used, which is um, a decentralized technology um, that for for storing data and and transactions, um, kind of simply put, and it's um, the most NFTs are art based right now, and what they are is um, a way for a much broader range of artists to to share their art and make money off of their art. Um, in a way that isn't necessarily relying on traditional gate galleries or auction houses or, or art collectors. And so um, it's it's really cool to see the artists that are emerging through this new medium. It's, it's digital art um, and the collectors that are investing in them and the communities that form around that, because it's it's more than just the art. But a lot of times, these these artists and these collections have um, really vibrant communities around them. So it's it's definitely new, and um, you know, I think not that many people are are exploring it yet. But I think that there's a there there in terms of the future of the way that creatives are able to um, share their work with broader audiences and communities are able to be formed without, you know, a, a single um, corporation or leader that's forming them. And I say that as, you know, the CEO of a company that is building for communities. But the reason I started looking into this was because um, Ontrill, we've been from the beginning really growing with our community, not for them. We've really seen the community members as being part of our journey. And so I started exploring this because it really is strongly in line with our ethos in that way. Are we all noticing uh, that Rebecca is obviously a cherisher of communities? Mm -hmm. It has come up over and over, and it is obvious that you are there to cherish a community and help it grow in so many different areas of your life. Uh, you mentioned that word multiple times, everything from spandex through to art. Uh, speaking <laughs> of art, oh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it uh, might be your new tattoo. Um, speaking of art, you were a finalist for your embroidery, and I've seen Rebecca's embroidery. This is not your, your great-grandmother's embroidery, no offence to great-grandmothers, or your great-grandfather's embroidery. <laughs> This is derivative embroidery that is really funky and cool and would also make great T-shirt patterns, by the way. Uh, so you were a finest. I've made some on Etsy, actually. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, we want the link to the Etsy shop. Uh, okay. Very cool. Believe me, it's, it's awesome stuff. What, how embroidery? First of all, when did you find the time? B, why embroidery? And C, how embroidery come into your life? Yeah, embroidery is a recent one. Actually, I, I'll even zoom out and say that all of my favorite creative outlets are ones that I've discovered considerably later in life. You know, I was 30 when I started doing Ariel. I was 36 when I started writing, and now I've written a book and have a, a Forbes file. I liked writing until then. I'm 43 now for context. Um, I started doing embroidery when the pandemic hit. And I, I've really come to love embroidery and just other fiber arts. Um, but yeah, it was kind of, so let's see, when I was at 
I would spend all anyone that works with test to this. Um, I would doodle in meetings, and doodling was always my way of um, kind of focusing my brain on the conversation at hand. Other parts of my brain that could get noisy, <laughs> so it's it's a mental thing. Um, and I would always doodle on post-it notes. I actually ended up having a, a gallery showing of, or a, a, was that a brewery? But an art showing of um, my post-it note art. <laughs> Side note. Anyway, <laughs> when when I stopped working in the Zillow office, I stopped having post-it notes and sharpies in front of me for every meeting, and so I just decided to try embroidery. I just ordered some embroidery supplies and started, you know, I was sitting at home in pandemic meetings. I started doing that and I just really love the medium and um, totally self-taught. I've never used a pattern or watched a tutorial or anything, <laughs> but I just, you know, fabric and needles and floss and started doing that. And it's been really fun. So yeah, my collection, which I've made some t-shirts out of and I've made some NFTs out of, I call it Apocalypse Stitch because it was all very like, apocalyptic funny apocalyptic themes if if you will <laughs> that related to the pandemic mostly um at least at first so that um yeah that's my my latest art form i can't believe you've never done it before it's it's really really good is there an icon you. for on your own trail um that's a great question let me that's a really good question did i've not added it um i did add at no, maybe I should. <laughs> I have an aspirational milestone that says that's about new creative outlets, acknowledging the fact that all of my favorite creative outlets were things I didn't even know I enjoyed until I discovered them. And so what have I not discovered yet? I can't wait to find out. I can't wait to find out either. And I encourage all women who <laughs> can't wait to find out about themselves or other women, please go to owntrail.com. And it is so much fun. I, I now I'm, I can really understand. I'm, I can't, Katie is obviously a fantastic writer and so are you, but I'm definitely seeing the, um, the artist background and the fact that there are all these really fun little icons. It's so user-friendly. Oh, oh, don't forget to get Rebecca's book, uh, Blaze Your Own Trail, Blaze Your Own Trail. Go to my website and there will be uh, the book on, on the website, an interactive guide. I mean, who doesn't want to be interactive? Life with confidence, solidarity and compassion. Compassion, I believe, is so important especially in women uh why did you choose the word compassion in that title or was that um katie again oh no, no. I, I wrote the book before i met katie <laughs> so. <laughs> we don't you know i mean katie is obviously a gift to the goddess but obviously we're just <laughs> her but why did you pick the word compassion well compassion i think is what comes from understanding other people's stories right like the more you understand what others are going through and um you know, it's it's that thing about you never, like, in under normal circumstances in our daily lives, we so often don't know what people are going through other than, like, the immediate interaction we're having with them. And when you do start to see more below the surface of, of the multitude of things that people are navigating at a given time or have been through to get to that point, I think compassion is really what comes out of that. And um, and then from compassion comes back to my, you know, that favorite word of mine, community, right? Because when you really understand and feel for other people's journeys, then that creates a sense of community of, of not going through these things individually, but going through them together. And I think there's just so much power in that. I couldn't have got through COVID without my community of women. Mm -hmm. totally. and, 
And in the book, not only do you get 19 possible outcomes, but you have the fun that you can go back and redo the decisions and change the decisions. So that that is enormous amount of fun. I mean, who hasn't wanted to go back and have slightly different turns? So you can do that in this book. And it covers everything from, you know, it talks about everything from workplace sexism, career changes, marriage, raising children, existential, I can't pronounce that word, crises, which we've all been through, which I think are unique uh, to us, which is just fantastic. Hey, I did have a question. You, how, how does it, what was it like or how does it feel? Like, this is a big question to go from being vice president of a company like Zillow, which everybody has heard from, to being an entrepreneur and starting out on a completely different trail. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really different. I mean, <laughs> I guess, well, yeah, it, it's very, it's very different. And I had some really great access to that before I left, both because I've been an advisor to women-founded startups and gotten to really see the startup journey from that purview, which is not the same as founding your own company, but it is something that I think gave me the confidence to to do it myself, is seeing other incredible women do the same. Um, and I did a lot of, you know, kind of entrepreneurial projects at Zillow where I'd start new things Um oftentimes um, in more grassroots ways and then make them more official. So I had some of that entrepreneurial experience there as well. Um, and I was one of the first employees at Zillow. So I, I also had the early startup experience as an employee, um, you know, 15, 16 years ago. But yeah, nothing nothing really prepares you for everything you learn starting your own company. Um, but also like nothing is cooler than the community that forms around that, like the founders I've met and the, just the closeness of like being on these journeys, like together has been just really amazing. My world has really opened up so much in the past couple of years and I've, I've really been loving it. Um, it's, it's, there's a lot more, um, writing on everything <laughs> that I do, but it's also just so fulfilling and, and such amazing people that I've connected with along the way. So. What a wonderful note to end on. If you would like to meet other women like you who've been where you've been and who are going where you want to go and who may already be there, uh, go and have fun playing with icons and create your own trail on owntrail.com. Rebecca, this was such a gift. I'm so glad we were at that conference together and I was able to reach out. Um, Here's to connecting and cherishing and communities. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun to talk with you. It was so much fun. Bye for now. <laughs>